yes, that is a <laughs> that is actually a, a quite a bizarre thing in the sense that uh, if the if it is actually a, against a hashtag, it doesn't make any sense because you can only have an interdict against an entity or an, against a person. You can't really have a, a interdict against a hashtag. So unless there is an organisation called Seismic for that doesn't really make any sense, and it's in a way almost amusing that uh, court, if this is the case, would have granted an interdict against the hashtag. Because as we understand it at this time, the University of Cape Town has managed to obtain an interdict, uh, not only against the protesting students, but against hashtag fees must fall. So when it comes to a court scenario, who's going to stand up when hashtag fees must fall is called? No, that's why I say it's quite bizarre and it, it cannot be enforced. Obviously, when a court grants an interdict, they have to ask, well, who are the people against whom we grant this interdict? Uh, who can we enforce it against? Uh, it is not really possible to enforce it against the hashtag. Uh, I can't imagine that it is possible to enforce it against every single person in South Africa and the world that uses the hashtag. So I'm not sure that that aspect of the, the interdict uh, is enforceable uh, against in the way that it is being phrased. Now, just looking at uh, the developments at various uh, tertiary institutions, in your view, are South Africans currently experiencing the full might of what um, uh, S29 of the Bill of Rights states, that everyone has the right to further education? Yes, you see, there are two sections in the Constitution that are really important. The one is the, the one that you mentioned in the previous interview, the right to make education more accessible and available. And the other one is that the state or nobody else is supposed to to discriminate against anyone, even indirectly, by using fees uh, or or by excluding students who would have qualified otherwise to continue studying from studying because they don't have the fees to pay. Uh, It seems to me the, the Constitution demands of the state and of universities to work towards a situation, at the very least, where no student who is capable and who can pass and who, who passes their studies uh, is going to ever be excluded from the university just because they don't have the money to pay for the fees, because that is a kind of discrimination on the basis of one's wealth, which is, is not only unconstitutional, it's also unconscionable. So what do you think is going to happen at these various institutions if uh, the fees are still high and not revised for 2016? Well, you see, the problem is that this, this, uh, although the students' um, body, there's a, more students are entering higher education, the subsidy has not increased. So instead, uh, 10 years ago, the, the, the state uh, funded every uh, student to about 20,000 rand. It's now down to 15,000 rand. And so there's, what will happen is either the university will have to cut the budget, which would mean students will get a worse education, or there has to be a way in getting more money for the university. State-funded is obviously the best way, uh, because if you are going to increase the fees, it is going to exclude some people, and as as I explained, is uh, not in line with what the Constitution demands of the state. So there has to be surely a rethink about how to fund universities uh, properly, especially to make sure that those students whose parents and themselves cannot afford 
their education can actually get the education that they are entitled to in terms of the constitution.